listening to the Upside Down Finance and Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by New Vision Financial and Real Estate, where we showcase new ways of looking at finance, real estate, and investing in property. Without further ado, here is your host, Chris Brown. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Upside Down Finance and Real Estate Podcast where we look at everything to do with real estate and finance and alternative ways to look at it. Today, we've got a guest, Mr. Reese Conchi from Draken Accounting and Finance in Norwest. We'll be talking about everything from taxes, budget, mental health, and COVID. Um, hi, Reese, and thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Chris. So, mate, just give us a quick overview of uh, who you are, what you do, and... Um, how you got into the business? Yeah, so as you said, I'm Reese from Draken Accounting and Consulting. Um, I've been working as a chartered accountant uh, for over 10 years now, and I predominantly deal with small businesses. Fantastic, mate. And, um, you know, with a lot of your clients, obviously, as you said, small businesses, how have they found, you know, the last six months with COVID? Have they been impacted? Um, and how have you been able to assist them? It's been mixed results. I tend to find that some of them, especially in the entertainment and hospitality industries, have been especially hard hit with the restrictions. Um, But going on a majority of businesses with these stimulus packages that have come in, they've actually helped a lot of people just keep going during this tough time. I think the worst, if the economy doesn't, get back within the next few months, the worst is ahead of us. And how have you found, you mentioned, um, you know, what the government's done with packages and so on. How has the sentiment been from your clients in terms of what they've been doing? You know, are they confident that the government's been doing enough? And, you know, obviously we're in an unprecedented time where no one's to blame, but, you know, I guess the government in Australia has done a lot. What have their thoughts been? Um, With the stimulus packages, just the job keeper, the cash flow boost, those couple of things have helped most people get over line and kept most small businesses happy. Once we're getting to the point now that job keeper extensions kicking in, where a lot of people are going to stop qualifying, um, and that's when they're going to find a lot more of these lockdown restrictions and restricted service and the effects that that's had on the economy, uh, they're going to feel that impacting their business a lot more. Um, Whether the economy bounces back heading into Christmas time, that could just put everyone back on track. If that doesn't happen, though, you're going to find a lot more small businesses um, feeling the crunch from it. This JobKeeper extension seems to be a slight disaster for especially some of my clients in the hospitality and entertainment industries who on weekends are more likely to hire more staff and more casuals because um, the government's had this great idea of making job seeker more than job keeper and for employees who are in that short-term casual employment and a bit more short-sighted they're happy to quit their jobs and jump on an extra 50 bucks a week uh, fortnight as opposed to, um, oh, got a little beep in the background. There we go, technology <laughs> nowadays, you've got to love it, don't you? Yeah, um, but they're, uh, 
I've had some clients who have had a couple of their employees quit um, because they will get paid more on that job seeker, which just seems like a massive oversight from the government where the whole point of these packages is to keep people in the workforce. Um, in the long term, that's going to be bad for those employees because they're going to be the ones looking for work once all this is over. But in the short term, for those businesses, the employees that they hire to replace these ones that have quit are not going to be eligible for JobKeeper and they're going to be feeling a bit more of the pinch from not getting that bit more of the stimulus package. Yeah, and I suppose that is the challenge, isn't it? And, and I suppose from your experience, how have you found people's education in terms of the packages that are available um, from a personal level but also from a business point of view? You know, are a lot of your small business clients aware of what they are eligible for or are you finding that you're spending a lot of time being a part-time counsellor, um, advisor, you know, when, to give them that Yeah, shot? when it all kicked off around the end of March, beginning of April, it was an absolute nightmare because you had the government announcing um, all these packages to the press every couple of days with nothing actually finalised and everything changing on a regular basis and people were just taking what they heard the, say the Prime Minister say for instance on the news um, at his word and none of that had actually been finalised yet so I was flooded with phone calls over that time just with people, oh I heard this is happening or I heard that is happening and a big one was when Scott Morrison came out and said oh all commercial real estate they're going to get um, a saving during COVID when, in fact, that was something that was actually being organised by the state government. So nothing had been finalised and each state could have done their own thing or even not done it at all. And then you've got all these people calling up saying, oh, how do I get this realist, like this money off my rent and save the money and apply for it through my landlord? And it's then I have to tell them and say, uh, no, that isn't actually happening yet. The state governments, and they had up on their website, uh, we're going to be doing something, but we don't know what it is yet. So there was a lot of mixed messages going out, just, I guess, politicians trying to get some brownie points through the media, uh, which wasn't the reality of what was happening. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's that's part of the reason for creating this podcast is to have um, professionals like yourself on here because from a finance perspective, you know, we've seen exactly the same thing and trying to create an education platform for, for yeah. people to understand because you look at the $25,000 um, home builders grant and so on, yeah. a lot of people are under the assumption that that's a bit like the first home buyer's $10,000 new build grant where they can get that and use that for a deposit where they can't. Um, the first homeowners lender deposit scheme, you know, spots. Yeah. So, look, I um, think, you know, next time we catch up, we can uh, break down a lot of those things because there's been some great information come from that. Yeah. And I suppose from your perspective, blue sky, crystal ball, what are your thoughts over the next six months, you know, obviously with a potential vaccine coming on board or not? If one doesn't, you know, the way New South Wales is going, but your sentiment from business confidence, um, you think we're... We've seen the worst of it, hopefully. That is something that I'm not completely sure of. Um, I think over the next couple months, 
with JobKeeper finishing is when we're really going to see how that's impacting. Um, if you go out on the weekend now, you're starting to see things, shops, um, beaches, those sort of things starting to resemble something back to normalcy, which is a good sign. But it's just going to be one of those things that once you've got all these casual employees who start losing their $1,500 a fortnight and they're back onto their hourly rate, all these lower tiers of JobKeeper, uh, it could start feeling a pinch on the economy with all this um, reduced funds into it. It's going to be telling over the next six months whether we've actually felt the worst of it. And if we are getting back to normal, heading into Christmas time, um, like I'm no expert on COVID or anything, but I've heard that the warmer temperatures help slow the spread of it. So that could be a real positive heading into our summer that if we continue, we've got hardly any cases happening in New South Wales at the moment, if we continue down that trend, we could go to business as usual. At the same time, like a lot of city businesses rely on tourism, especially heading into Christmas and New Year's. That's going to definitely take a hit this year. Um, I don't know about you, Chris, but when I go out to a restaurant now, it's half the, some of them are that strict with their COVID restrictions that you'd rather just have a meal at home. Well, that's it, and I think, you know, a lot of people have been doing that, you know, the likes of Uber Eats and the restaurants yeah. that have, you know, expanded by utilising delivery services have probably, you know, somewhat kept them afloat because you're exactly that. There's no atmosphere, there's no nothing. Yeah. You can't get up to go get a drink or anything. You've got to basically sit there. Like, I've been to a couple that you have a great time and you don't really feel the experience, like that lack of an experience besides that signing in on the door. But then there's just some where there's lack of service and, like you said, lack of atmosphere in the place. It makes you wonder why you're spending that extra money to go out. Um, and that could all impact, uh, especially those are restaurants and that type of industry is where a lot of these casuals have been maintaining their employment due to these stimulus packages. And as soon as they drop off or the amounts drop down, they'll be the ones quitting work and going on job seeker or being made redundant because the business isn't earning enough to justify employing them. And that's that, I suppose, is, is the long-term concern. You know, I suppose um, nobody's got that crystal ball. We're definitely not experts when it comes to yeah. COVID or anything. We can only talk about what we're seeing day to day. But, um, you know, I think you're, you've hit the nail on the head that, you know, hopefully if we can get through this Christmas period and things do start to pick up, um, you know, people start to, you know, get back out and spend some money, um, it will hopefully start to kickstart it because how long people mentally can, you know, deal with this. Um, have, have you found, you know, a lot of your clients are struggling mentally or emotionally with uh, restrictions um, or, you know, loss of business income? You know, how are they finding that? Yeah, um, I've had a few clients this year who I'd normally do their tax returns and those sort of things via email um, who have insisted on coming into the office and having an appointment just because they're missing that face-to-face -face contact with people. Um, a lot of people who are working from home 24-7 now are finding those lack of interactions hard. There's people who can't get to see their family uh, I know some friends and family who have um, 
like I have relatives overseas in New Zealand. I know people who have family in states such as Queensland and Victoria that they can't go and see. Um, you yourself would have family in New Zealand and it's just very difficult because you pretty much need to allow for a one-month holiday for the self-isolation either side of travel if it was even available, which in most cases you can't. So there's a lot of those um, other side effects of this that is impacting people. I completely agree. And, you know, that that's what we're seeing, you know, from clients with finance and um, real estate clients as well, is that, you know, it is this whole working from home, cabin fever, particularly when kids were off school, um, you know, we're coming to the end of school holidays, so parents will get a bit of a reprieve again. But a lot of people are working from home, you know, husband yeah. and wives, you know, they're not used to spending any time together and all of a sudden uh, they're together 24 yeah. hours a day, seven days a week. It'll be interesting to see if divorce rates go up over the next couple of years. It uh, could be interesting for us with finance and, you know, yeah. splitting up companies. Who it, knows? It, yeah, it's really interesting like that. Um, in some ways it does have its positives. Some of the working from home, um, like I know my partner, for instance, by not having to go into the city and back each day, she's saving 10 hours a week. Um, on travel there, that time just allows her to have a lot more energy in her day. Um, we eat at a more reasonable time um, and there are some improvements, but then that isolation away from people. So it's trying to find a balance and when you can't go out on the weekend and socialise, which it's, we can now have 20 people in our homes and um, those sort of things, which is helping to get rid of some of that. And people are starting to find that a relief, um, that isolation that you'd be having from people. But it's taking its toll on some people who do have their family interstate, overseas. And that's definitely it. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head there, you know. Look, we've got clients that, you know, one client as an example, he was driving to the city every day, spending, you know, $200 a week in tolls, hiring a car spot for $5,000 in the city because he occasionally needed his car. So part of his packages was, you know, his salary sacrificed. He's $10,000 a year better off with fuel, tolls, you yeah. know, wear and tear parking. So there, there's been positives, as you said. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, as a, as a whole, everybody's taken up exercise as a way of, um, you know, breaking yeah. up their day and so on. So we're getting healthier, although we tend to be eating a bit more and probably drinking a bit more. But yes, I think, you know, summer coming, the mental health is the key thing. And, um, you know, like I said, everybody's got to remain positive. And um, it'll be interesting, you know, next time we catch up to break down some more of these outcomes from the budget and yeah. see how they're going to really assist. Because as you said, with a lot of these packages ending, but then a couple of the new ones coming with incentivising for employing younger people, um, you know, for small businesses getting the grants and things, yeah. there could be a way of substituting some of that, hopefully. It's, yeah, with these budgets, there are um, a lot of tax savings coming through. The significance of those, whether it's going to make um, a dramatic difference there, who knows? It's also one of those things that if the government's racking up a lot of debt from all of this, eventually they're going to want that money back. So, um, yes, they might be nice in the short term with all these stimulus packages and tax cuts, but there's going to come a point down the track where 
we're going to have to be paying it back somehow because the government isn't going to be wanting to be however potentially hundreds of billions of dollars in debt going forward. So there is always going to be that crash back to reality at some point in terms of taxes and the government giving away money. It's just going to be how they do it and when they do it. And I think that's going to be the interesting thing, you know, when we do start to right the ship, so to speak, and um, things do transition to that normality and we start to improve, how everybody is going to call back from this, the government, business and so on, and um, what outcomes are going to be, you know. And it'll be interesting to see if people start saving a bit more money um, than what they have because, you know, my experience from clients is people that thought they had $10,000 saved, you know, in their savings account for a rainy day was were doing well. And um, we've had clients where both husband and wife have lost their jobs um, and maybe gone on job seeker or both reduced to job keeper. That $10,000 was burnt up very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've had a, a pretty good run, I think, you know, over the last few years with everybody enjoying a good, comfortable lifestyle. And um, it's probably been a bit of a reality check. So I hope that, you know, everything remains positive and we keep heading down the right path. But, um no, I really appreciate you taking your time to come in today and um, look forward to catching up next time as well if you're happy to be a regular guest on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. And look, if anybody's looking for a fantastic accountant, um, some financial advice from, from a business perspective, um, but an amazing accountant, um, and to preference, Reese is my personal business accountant and also um, a very good friend and looks after a lot of clients who highly regard him. I will load his details um, for anybody that may want to get in touch. But thank you again, Reese. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Finance and Real Estate Podcast, hosted by Chris Brown. We hope you had some great takeaways. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And find out more about New Vision Financial and Real Estate at newvisionfinancial.com.au and newvisionre.com.au.